I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mom. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, my goodness. You decided to spend your time with us today, huh? Mm. My deepest thanks. We got quite a bit to talk about today. You know, we said last week we'd make today a part two with Caffeinatrix. So she's back. One thing we covered last week was the bystander effect. We'll discuss this and also some of the training Caffeinatrix has had involving sexual harassment and assault, as well as proper intervention. And yes, we're also going to nerd out and have some serious fun. If that's a thing. Serious fun? Hmm. Movie, TV show reviews, new music, Instagram cleanse. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, did you know? I'm kind of psychic. I have a bit sense. What do you mean? It's like I have ESPN or something. Let's rock it. You know, I've shared that with you, Captain Influence, about, you know, my ESPN and how I can read your thoughts all the time. Yeah, you're one of those guys that has Sports Center on 24/7, aren't you, Brian? What are you talking about? Yeah, ESPN I don't watch Sports Center. Center. I'm yeah, talking hey, about yeah. my psychic ability, my ESPN. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whatever, I don't know. What are you talking oh about? Oh my gosh, you are so dumb. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you know what's so funny? It's like I didn't even know that was a quote. I probably saw Mean Girls sometime. I don't remember the movie at all, but uh, I didn't know that was a quote in the movie. And I've been walking around saying that for years. Somebody's like, yeah, I've got, you know, I've, I'm kind of, I never said I was psychic, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I've got like a lot of empathy. I kind of know what's going on. I can read your thoughts. I've got ESPN. And then I realized what's oh, a quote. Dang it. Nothing new under the sun. And there's no end. Uh, Caffeinatrix, how are you? Hey, what's up? I'm good. Do you how have you? ESPN too? Not quite. Mm. I'm not very into sports. She doesn't pay for <laughs> ESPN two or three. Oh, okay. sorry. Okay. Just, just, have just one. Four even, don't oh, man. ESPN College. And I like going to basketball games, but I am not one of those people that sits on ESPN and watches them all the sport. I don't even know Sports Center. I mean, I've heard of it. I don't know. Is that when they're like, all right, so let's analyze the game. This is when, when the guy dribbles down the court. Well, they show and, highlights. And then he passes. I don't know. <laughs> I just have no idea. Okay, well, uh, thank you for joining us here on The Real Brian Show. Appreciate it. And you know what? We've got a, a heavy topic, but it's good. It's really important, and I think it'll be very valuable and also helpful for each of us. Now, before I get into it too much, I do want to say that it is very, very likely that someone listening, if not many people listening, have either been victims of sexual assault or have been around it. So I hope this isn't too much for you. We're going to keep it very much in the sake of trying to help and, um, you know, empower. That's what we're looking for here today. So I'm sad, though, right now for you, Caffeinatrix, because here we are last week talking about how you're going back to school. We're so excited. I'm like, I hope it happens. And then you told us school got canceled. I know. I even said last week people were afraid they were going to come out and change their minds. And they did. (laughs) They did. Uh. So there's my update from part one. 
until now. So you just going to give up on life then and just, I don't know, roast coffee the rest of your life? And Yep. College dropout. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Wait, physical school's canceled. Obviously, they're still going to have yeah. online classes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. They're still online. I'm trying to figure out what to do because it's the same price as being on campus, even though you're forced to be oh, online. And weird. I, I never decided to go cool. to online school. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of like, is it worth it? But then at the same time, I'm like, I want to be productive and I don't want to just wait around until someday when it is back on campus. Yeah. So we'll see. We're making it through. Online school and online classes is good. However, if you're missing that in-person hands-on kind of stuff that you actually need to do for your degree, I feel like they need to be charging you less and or saying, okay, well, we're going to get some of those classes out of the way that you don't need to be in person for. Let's get those out of the way. Let's restructure the curriculum so that we can get those done online. And then as soon as you come back, we're doing all the hands-on classes in a row. That to me would make a lot more sense because I did, I did an online master's actually, and it was awesome. I loved it, but we could do everything online. We didn't need to be in person, which was amazing. There are some classes that have been adapted to be online, which is nice, but at least like with my curriculum, I have to be like in the model shop building things exactly. and I don't have access to the shop. So those things keep getting canceled. I'll have to register for those for the fourth time uh. now, which is just very inconvenient, but everything happens for a reason. It's going to be fine in one I, way or another. I so I don't know if COVID happened for a reason. I, I feel like that's a, a curse on humanity. It's, Natalie, you mentioned this to me last week, you know, after the show and all, you were talking about Instagram and doing a cleanse and stuff. And I was very curious about this because I am like in this place of, I've discussed this on the show before about my love hate with social media and social media has changed massively in the last 10 years. I mean, massively, it's just crazy how quickly it's changed. And I don't think it's necessarily changed for the better. I mean, of course, the thing I love about social media is the fact that I get to connect with people that I don't live in the same town with and or that move away and reconnect with friends and stuff. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, I get to, I get to talk to these people, but there are so many things about social media that I think are just massively destructive. It's just unbelievable. So I'm curious what you've done because I'm always looking for tips on how to not let it affect my life in a negative way. (laughs) If that's the way of saying it. (laughs) I love Instagram. I've talked about it before. I use it to kind of post my travel journeys. I haven't done that in a while. I can't really do that for a while. But also, it's like a black hole. If you go on the Explore page, hours of your life go by (laughs) without even realizing. So that's one reason I'm like, okay, I'm wasting so much of my life just watching these videos that I've already seen before. These TikToks (laughs) that I don't want to see. I don't even have TikTok (laughs) because I see enough of it on my Instagram. Yeah. But what really drove me to... um, do my Instagram cleanse, so to speak. So I actually, um, I didn't delete my account. I just signed out and deleted the app. It's not like muscle memory. I'm not like wanting to check it. Yeah. Because even when I was like, okay, I don't really want this. Like I would just go to it like as a habit. But yeah, so what really drove me to do it though was the Black Lives Matter. Mm. Not that that's not an important cause. I know that we talked about that a little bit last week. Mm -hmm. I think that it is super important, but I was just really tired of that being the only thing that I saw. Yeah. Because a lot of it was negative. Yeah. A lot of it was just people reposting the exact same thing over and over. So I'm like, okay, why am I just looking at the same thing? (laughs) It's like Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It was like they were just reposting things to their stories. So 
if it was someone's original opinion, I would like to see that more than just the someone else's opinion reposted over and over. So that was something. And it was also kind of disheartening to see people going after each other. Yeah. I had talked to a few of my friends, one of my friends who lives in Pittsburgh, and she goes to school for dance and she's white. And a lot of her darker skinned friends, her black friends would message her and say things like, your silence is deafening. Mm. Things like that, just because she wasn't posting to her Instagram story. Ah, wow. That was just a really sad thing for me to see because that's not doing anything. You're just posting something on your story. That's not doing anything. And I was just kind of really tired of like kind of seeing that message repeat itself through other people too, not just my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, this isn't good. I don't want to see this. I don't want to be around this really. So I deleted my Instagram. I think it was on Blackout Tuesday Hmm. that I got rid of it and I haven't had it since. But the annoying thing is that Instagram sends me emails and they say, hey, where have you been? Oh, yeah. Of course. Hey, here's what what you missed. missed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what the heck? How am I supposed to do this cleanse when I have Instagram attacking my inbox? You You can change the setting on having it to not notify your email. It's just like yeah. Facebook in that sense. Yeah. That's my little Instagram cleanse. But honestly, it's been really great. Like I still have Snapchat, but that's the only really social media platform that I have on my phone. I used to have Twitter, but I never checked it. So I deleted it. Yeah. But it's been really nice. I feel like I've definitely wasted less time on <laughs> Instagram, but now I'm spending more time on Snapchat. Oh no. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> got to delete my Snapchat. Yeah. It's really interesting you said all that because I was just curious to know why, but that's one of the things that's been driving me crazy about Facebook. And I honestly, the reason I'm on Facebook is just because like that was the first platform I got on and that's where I still have most of my connections because I got on Instagram and Twitter later. I don't feel like you really have a lot of good connections through Twitter anymore. I mean, the beginning you did, it's like, and not by the beginning, but like even, I don't know, five, six years ago, it's like I had a lot of cool connections with people on, on Twitter, but I don't as much anymore. And Instagram, I feel like it's a very much like, hey, look at me platform and not about let's talk and let's engage as much as like Facebook is or some of the other ones, which whatever, that's fine. But I don't really use Instagram that much anyway. I just kind of never really got into it as much. And I also don't take a lot of pictures. I like to, I just like to live in the moment. So that's just, and that's always been me. But Facebook recently has been just driving me crazy. Of course, this has been going on for a couple of years with all the politics here and stuff like that. But I kind of came to an interesting conclusion of is that it's amazing to me how many people are out there shouting at the wind, like here's my opinion and you need to agree with me and you're wrong. If you don't kind of thing, regardless of which side you're on and regardless of which topic you're yelling about. But what I find is that all it ever does is just incite basically fighting riots, negativity, hate, anger, everything. I mean, you name it, right? No one ever agrees with each other. They just yell at each other And then the next time they'll post something else and then they do it again. They just yell at each other and no one ever agrees with each other and no one ever comes to what I like to call a mutually beneficial solution saying, hey, you know, this side, you have a point. Hey, this side, you have a point. Why don't we come together and try to figure out a, a solution that actually benefits both parties so that we can actually move forward as a society instead of just constantly beating each other up and yelling at each other. And I realized wow. that I know 90% <laughs> of people, maybe 80, 20 rule, 80% of people just want to yell at each other and argue. 
Nothing's going to happen. It's, Nothing's going to get solved. True. And I'm so tired of seeing it. And what's sad is like, regardless of which side you're on, regardless of what you believe, none of you that are posting these kind of comments are actually doing any good for anyone. You're just making things exactly. worse. So exactly. So I'm just like, no offense guys, but if you're one of those people love you, but I'm going to mute you <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to see it anymore. No, I'm not. Well, I'll unfollow, but I'm not going to unfriend because these people are my friends and I actually still love them, but I don't want to hear what they have to say. And I mean, Hold okay, on. I'm sorry. This is mean. You're probably going to hate me for it, but dude, come on, like, let's be the solution instead of the problem. That's why I'm yeah. tired of social media. Exactly. That's one of the main reasons. Plus, it's like, okay, the last thing I want to do is argue. But really, really, the last thing I want to do is argue over text. Well, that's terrible. That's basically <laughs> what it is. It's yeah. the worst yeah. thing ever. It is. And I have some recent experience of that that did not end well. Although I take that back. It didn't end well. And then it now has ended well. So. Oh, good. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. It's like, yeah, text is. Oh, man. It's but you know, worst. you don't think about it in the moment. You're just texting and you're writing. And then all of a sudden you're like, dude, we need to talk. This is stupid. <laughs> what are we, t- what are we yeah. texting for? <laughs> oh, well, lessons learned. Well, I'm glad you are having a good result from the cleanse. You know what I'm going to do though with Facebook is I'm just going to take it off my phone. I think. Obviously, yeah, I'm that's not what I did. Don't delete your account, no, but just not. delete the app. I'm not going to delete messenger way better. because I like talking to people and that's what messenger is about. So talk to me, you know, I yeah. love the conversations and the personal interaction, of course. And I was thinking about this too, that like if I had a YouTube channel, why do you need social media at that point? Because you just say, Hey, comment below kind of thing. And then people comment and talk. And why do you even need social media after that? I don't get it. Maybe I'm missing something, but <laughs> well, you can do that on any platform. Everything has a comment section. Well, except that, well, I guess YouTube has algorithms too. So you're always fighting against the algorithms, except in discord, discord, there's no algorithms. That's why I like it. It's a good little platform, but you know, I like texting too. That's why I'm like, just shoot me a text, man. We'll chat. We were doing audio messages today. I know. I love it. I said, Hey Brian, I'm I'm sorry sorry. if this is weird, but I don't (laughs) want to type all this. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I love audio messages. That's the thing. Like do it, please. Right. It's so good though. I mean, I, I love audio messages. Plus I get to hear like your voice and the inflection and that's more important. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than just typing in all caps for totally. emphasis. Totally. <laughs> Got some new music to share because it's been a, a couple of episodes since we've shared some good new music, but let's get into this discussion because last week we talked, I mean, it was so funny. I was just sharing a little <laughs> Unleash the Superhero moment and then all of a sudden it just turned into this incredible discussion. So like we'll come back with part two next week. One of the things that sparked what we're going to talk about today was the idea of the bystander effect and how people will just sit by and, you know, do nothing or they'll film it or, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not intervening somehow. And so what sparked my interest was that Natalie, you said that you had received training, particularly more with like the sexual assault sort of things and how to diffuse situations and stuff like that. And I was just like, Ooh, we got to learn about this because this happens. This happens a lot more than you think. Of course, we're coming off the episode with Kristen about helping survivors of sex trafficking. You know, it's been a couple of months now. I guess it was back in May. You know, we're coming off that episode recently though. And of course, very real stuff going on. And so I think this is really cool because this is where things can start. And I think it's good to be educated about it, but it's also good to know, like, how can we help? How can we be a part of this? So share, do share. Well, I guess I'll start with what you just mentioned. So this is actually information from when I was high school, in high school, but it's still relevant, even though it's a couple years old. But I was in a group in high school 
a peer counseling officer. We had our own office in the counseling office and we were able to offer our support to our peers who weren't comfortable talking to an adult about certain things. We also got trained in a lot of like heavier, hard hitting topics Mm -hmm. such as um, sexual assault and harassment, dating violence, suicide, drug abuse, things like that. And we would give presentations to both middle school students and high school students. And so I have been like trained on sexual assault and harassment and actually the bystander stuff. I'm really interested in in looking into this stuff. I think it's important to be educated on and be able to talk about, even though it is a more intense subject. But the bystander effect and all that stuff, I actually looked into on my own time. So that wasn't really anything I was trained on. I educated myself. And I think that that has been really beneficial for me. But let's dive right in. So I want to start with talking about what sexual violence is. So basically, this is something that affects everybody, regardless of how old they are, their class, gender, sexual orientation, religion, race, ethnicity, or physical and mental ability. Mm-hmm. However, women ages 16 to 24 are more vulnerable to sexual assault than any other group. But saying this, though, it's important to also remember that sexual violence hurts both men and women. Mm-hmm. I think when a lot of people think about sexual assault, they just think of women. Yeah. But it is something that happens to all genders, like I just mentioned. So with that said, men are and no survivors of sexual assault. While And while most men are not perpetrators, the majority of sexual assaults are committed by men. So that, that kind of ties mm-hmm. in. We were talking about last week, too, about, okay, it happens, but it doesn't happen like Not everybody does it, you know? Of course, yeah. Like you were saying, Brian. So basically, sexual violence is defined as any sexual behavior that is unwanted and performed without consent. And consent is having a clear yes, not Mm -hmm. maybe, oh, I don't know. Definitely not when they say no. Yeah. Only when they are clearly consenting and saying, yes, I want to do this. So under the sexual violence umbrella falls sexual harassment, and sexual assault. And the main differences are that assault pertains more to some sort of physical interaction where harassment usually doesn't. But just to kind of set the line, I'm going to read off some of the things that fall under sexual harassment and then some that fall under sexual assault. Yeah, that'd be helpful. So under sexual harassment is um, pressure for sexual favors, repeated pressure to go out, sexual comments, written or verbal, sexual emails or chats, sexual gestures, sexual jokes, sexual phone calls, showing or drawing sexual pictures, spreading sexual rumors, staring at someone's body parts, unwelcome sexual attention, or these are some that you may not guess, calling someone gay, fag, or lesbian, cat calls or whistles, rating others' appearances, like on a scale, for example, Blocking someone's path, getting too close, or making out in the view of others, Hmm. which this could mean just like PDA in the park. There's this couple making out in the park and it's making you uncomfortable. Technically, they are sexually harassing you. Europe is full of sexual harassing, by the way. (laughs) Go to a tube station in downtown London and you'll see lots of PDA going on. 
Oh, anyway, my gosh. that's kind of funny <laughs> that that's actually a harassment, but you know, uh, oh well. Yeah, it's something that you definitely wouldn't guess, but yeah. um, there are some of those under sexual assault as well. So most of those make of sense, the, though. I mean, to be completely clear, like I wasn't really surprised by. I think the only one I was surprised by was a PDA one, but I don't really, I don't, I wasn't surprised by the rest. Yeah. Well, then let's move over to sexual assault. Yes. Hopefully you'll be able to guess some of these. So sexual assault is any sexual activity between a teacher, coach, staff, and a student. For example, attempted sexual assault or rape, bumping into private body parts, forced kissing, forced prostitution, forced sexual intercourse, forcing someone to touch someone else sexually, forced performance or receiving of oral sex, photographing intimate body parts, pulling off or at clothes, rape and marriage, sexual grabbing or pinching, touching in a sexual way, and then some of the others that you might not have guessed are stalking, flashing, incest, peeping, and sexting, which I'm sure everybody knows, but in case you don't, Sexting is sending sexual pictures via text. And those ones you probably wouldn't have guessed because they're not physical touch, mm-hmm. but they're still unwanted and an invasion of your privacy when you would expect to have privacy. Hmm. But it felt to me like a good number of the things you just listed under the assault category should have been under the harassment category. Yeah, me too, actually. I was thinking um, that. It's still wrong so, and disrespectful and inappropriate. Of course. But yeah, it feels like that's, I mean, it is what they train, but yeah, it feels like more like that's harassing. So like, thank God I've never been a part of the sexting world. Thank God I was never young when that happened. <laughs> I'm serious. Like heard it's about scary. This. I heard about this years ago and I was like, people do that. Like, I mean, here's the <laughs> interesting thing. Like when I was a kid, we just didn't do that to each other. I mean, granted, I'm not even talking about even just text or anything like that, but like people most of the time didn't do that at all. They, they didn't send pictures of any kind. They didn't, it's weird. I mean, you once in a while you heard about it, but it was very rare. And I mean, I, now I'm hearing like that's very common these days. And I just thought, wow, wow. Thank God I wasn't <laughs> a part of that because that's just, that's messed up. But that all said that to me, that does feel very much like a harassment situation versus like yeah, a, it's, uh, it's an a assault. Matter but, I mean, of maybe, syntax. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like you said, Brian, too, it's a lot more common than people think, too. Obviously, not everybody talks about it. People may never, ever come or to say anything to anyone about their sexual assault experience. Yeah. But a statistic relating to that is that every 98 seconds one in the U.S. is sexually assaulted, wow. which equals about 321,500 sexual assaults a year, mm. which is an insane amount. Yeah. I'm a little surprised it's not more often than 98 seconds, given that there are 300 plus million people in this country, just this yeah. country. I'm not downplaying the number. That's a big number. but I'm just surprised it's not bigger. Exactly. And I think in reality, it is bigger. But because not all sexual assaults go reported, right. that's why it seems Good low. So, and a lot of these statistics do apply to just like the teen age group, because that's when people are usually most vulnerable to sexual. But when it comes to teenagers that are sexually assaulted, 87% of them know their attacker. Mm, um, yeah. which is important sense. to note because I feel like a lot of people just assume that if people are sexually assaulted, it's by a stranger. Yeah. Right. 
it's usually not. And 84% of women and 64% of men were either assaulted at home, the perpetrator's home, or the home friend, which also just kind of reinforces that idea that it's not some stranger in a weird place. Right. But it's not you're on the street mugging in in 1985 New York City or something like that. Uh, That's an old paradigm. That's an old. Yeah, exactly. And it's important to say that, like, we're not saying that all of them, you know, your attacker, but because there are some that you don't know that person, but there's just a higher percentage of people that do know their attacker. Mm -hmm. Which makes um, sense, too. I mean, that's something even Kristen was talking about when it comes to even sex trafficking. Sadly, there's a high percentage of sex trafficking coming from known people, not just random. She said that the random kidnappings like you would see in the movie Taken are not common. What's common is people know their traffickers, unfortunately. And that's, that's just sad, man. It is sad. And you also mentioned it being random. The fact is also that most sexuals aren't random. In fact, 71% of them are actually planned in advance. Wow. Which is just, when I learned that fact, I, that blew my mind. Yeah. Like tonight I'm going to, I'm going to get with that girl, whether she likes it or not type of thing at that party or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then kind of going off of that, that was a good segue into our next fact. Oh, good job, Tony. Kind of speaking about, (laughs) (laughs) speaking about parties, a study found that alcohol is a factor in nearly 83% of sexual assault. No of surprise it at is. all. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of the reasons I never drank alcohol, by the way. Because <laughs> you're a mean drunk, right, Brian? <laughs> I don't know. I never got drunk. <laughs> I just didn't I've never parties. been drunk. I've never been drunk, but I've seen things happen by drunk people that horrified me and actually were against me that right. I said, I'm never going to drink. So yeah. that's why, well, good for you. thankfully not because yeah. of my parents or family or anything. It was just friends and stupid people. But I saw that stuff and I realized like I want to be in full control of my faculties and my mind and I don't want to ever do anything stupid or have something stupid done to me without knowing it. So I decided, nope, not going to do it. That's just me. I'm not trying to be holier than thou. I'm just saying that was my decision. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Yeah. Alcohol. <laughs> well, on that topic, this raises a few questions, which hopefully you guys will know the answers to. So yes or no. Are perpetrators who are drunk when they sexually assault someone not at fault because they're drunk? What do you think? No, they are at fault. So yes, that's they a, are. The yes. way that question's worded is is funny, but of yeah. course they're at fault. <laughs> Absolutely. And also they chose to drink in the first place and allow themselves to become drunk as well. So there's a, there's a double whammy there, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. exactly. You guys are both correct. Perpetrators are still legally and socially responsible for their actions, mm-hmm. even if they are drunk, just like someone who drives drunk is still held responsible if they cause an accident or hurt others. Exactly. That's like a really simple way to think about it too, is if you're drunk driving, you're still at fault for that. The next question, yes or no, if an individual is sexually assaulted after choosing to drink alcohol, is it partly his or her fault because they weren't being safe? His or her fault? It's not their fault. Just like it's not their fault if they're wearing something provocative or anything like that. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, and I agree, but I want to say something really quick too. I completely agree with you, by the way, that a person can choose to do whatever and anything that happens to them unwillingly, of course, is definitely not their fault and is wrong. On the other hand, too, this is one thing that I always like to talk about too is is it's never going to be your fault in that situation, but also 
can you be careful about situations you put yourself into? Yes. So like you can, Brian. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm, you are hundred like, percent correct. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not saying it's definitely not that person's fault, but like, even when you mentioned like what they're wearing, it's like, no, it's not their fault. But on the other hand too, like, I think it's important to remember that what you wear can also trigger things with people yeah, unintentionally. Could elicit unwanted behavior. Exactly. In the opposite sex. Absolutely. And I think that's also important to remember that is it your fault because you're wearing that? No, no. But keep in mind what you're communicating as well. And I think that's something important because biologically, this is a scientific fact that men are visual creatures regardless of whether they choose to or not control their, their actions or not. I mean, they're still going to be affected if you see things. I know I'm just throwing that out as like, it's absolutely not that person's fault. No, it's, um, it's all gray, Brian. You're right. It's, this is not a black and white thing totally. uh, in the law. It is black and white and it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but it's also important but, to remember how you present yourself and what you're communicating, even if you're not yeah. intentionally communicating that. That make From sense. a sociological, scientific standpoint, it's not that simple. You're right. Totally. So, I just wanted to throw that out because it goes deeper. But anyway, yeah, continue. Very deep. Caffeinatrix. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you agree with that yeah. or not, but I just wanted to throw it out. No, of course. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I do see what you're saying and where you're coming from. It's definitely their fault if they choose to act on those feelings. Of course. In a way that is not received well by the other person. But to put it in simpler terms, sexual assault is never the victim's fault. And of course, of course. That that leads into victim blaming, which Captain Influence gave a good example of. So victim blaming is believing violence is partially or completely a victim's fault mm-hmm. rather than a perpetrator's choice. Blaming survivors for the violence that they experience and holding victims responsible for the crimes committed against them. So that's like the definition of victim blaming. A good example is the one that Captain Influence said about, oh, it's her fault because of what she was wearing. Like she deserved that. She was drinking. Well, no, you didn't say that. But I did refer to it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So kind of to put it in a perspective in a different way, there's an example. Yes. A little skit that we've prepared for you (laughs) that should be kind of fun it puts victim blaming kind of in a different light and shows how truly ridiculous it is so take it away guys lights camera action okay uh tony's playing the role of mr smith and i'm playing the role of the attorney yes no name i don't have a name nope you're just the attorney you don't need a name just a lawyer yeah all right so here we go you ready Trying to think what voice I should use. Should I use a Russian? No, it's too, no that's, never mind. <laughs> Be like, Mr. Smith, you were, no, no. I know what voice I'm using. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Uh, Mr. Smith, you were held up at gunpoint on the corner of First and Main. Uh, it's just too funny. Go ahead, but but respond. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be able to take this seriously. <laughs> but you, you have to, Brian. Keep going. Did you struggle with Robert? No. Why not? He was armed. Then you made decision to follow demands rather than resist. Yes. Did you scream or cry out? No, I was afraid. I see. Have you ever been held up before? No. Have you ever given away money before? Uh, yes, of course. And you did so willingly. What are you getting at? Let's put it like this, Mr. Smith. You have given away money in the past. In fact, you have given you know, quite a reputation for donating money. 
How can we be sure you were not planning to have your money taken from you by force? Listen, if I wanted to... Never mind. All right. What time did the holdup take place? Uh, about 11 p.m. You are out on street at 11 p.m. What were you doing at that time? Just walking. Just walking, huh? Hmm. You, you do know it's dangerous to be out on the streets at 11 p.m. that late at night. You know, were you not aware of the fact that you could have been held up? You know, I thought about it, but I wanted to get some fresh air. Mm, I see. And what were you wearing? Uh, let's see. A suit. Yes, a suit. A suit? An expensive suit? Well, yes, I'm a successful businessman, you know. So, in other words, Mr. Smith, you are walking around the streets late at night in a suit that practically advertised that, hey, you are a good target for some easy money. Is that not so? I mean, come on, if we didn't know better, Mr. Smith, we might think that you are asking for this to happen, no? <gasps> you bastard! Yeah. Good skit. Hey, yeah, what, that, that was, was between Bravo. the Russian, the Russian attorney and, and the, the valley girl, um, or the valley and man, and the sexually ambiguous human being. Yes. Okay. Nice job, guys. No idea. We, we like impersonating random people. <laughs> we have to make and it sounding like tools. Yeah. Sound, exactly. What an idiot! You guys sounded like idiots. That was fun, though. Thank you. I thank you for humoring our horrible accents. Oh, they're great. They're great. <laughs> Mine well, was kind of natural, actually, but. <laughs> That's true. You, you do kind of did do a good job. Thanks. You did a good job at illustrating just another example of, of victim blaming. Obviously, it can be used in other senses too, not just sexual Total. or harassment even. But yeah, I think that that's a good example because it puts it kind of in a different light. Well, um, it's by showing the, how ridiculous it is. So yeah, totally. it role reverses with a practical example. So exactly. Let's kind of move into now. Of course, I could keep fitting statistics and telling you guys facts and and shocking you a little bit. <laughs> but let's move into what to do if maybe someone you know comes to you and tells you that they've been sexually assaulted or harassed. The most important thing that you can do is listen, support, and believe them. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that we preach the most in our presentations. And that's something that has stuck with me ever since I learned this material and got educated on it, because I think that it is so important. Yeah. The rate of fake or false sexual assault reports to police is the same as that of any other violent crime, approximately two to 6%. Mm -hmm. Therefore, on average, 95% of sexual assault reports to police are true. Wow. And like I said before, a lot of these aren't even reported. Approximately 60% of wow. sexual assaults go unreported. So that's two out of three sexual assaults are never reported to police. So yeah, I, people don't make this stuff up. I mean, yeah, if they do, it's a very small percentage. And it always frustrates me if, if things are proven wrong mm -hmm. later on because it really kind of destroys the integrity of the survivor and the courage it took for them to come forward and report what happened to them. Mm -hmm. So it's really upsetting when that happens, but the chances of that are very low and it, it did take a lot for them to come forward. So the last thing they want to feel like is that you don't believe them. Mm -hmm. So it's always important to listen and believe them. Don't blame them. Sexual assault is never the victim's fault. As we've said, if you want to help them outside of this, a really good way is just to provide them with the resources to get help. They really often feel like their power or control has been taken away by their perpetrator so it's important to let them have the choice of what they want to do, whether they want to 
report it to police or contact like a hotline or something like that, that's important to let them make that decision on their own. In a sense of if they say they want to report it, of course, you know, empower them to do that. But if they say, no, I don't want to, I just need support, don't go and report it against their wishes. Is that what you're saying by that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And support them. Yeah, still support them either way. Yes, support them 100%. Let them share what they're willing to. Don't press them for additional details and don't pressure them into reporting anything. That's one huge way of giving the power back to them. So all you can really do is provide them with the resources to report it if that's their choice or talk to someone else. The resources vary depending on where you're located in the world. So look into your city's resources or your state's resources. Survivors can also call the police or go to the hospital to report the crime and get support there. If you're underaged or a student even, you should definitely seek help from a trusted adult or counselor. Mm -hmm. They will be able to provide you with a lot of resources for that stuff too. But also when you're helping someone through something like this, it's also super important to get support for yourself. You don't have to handle anything alone. And it's also really important to remember that you can't be that person's lifeline. You can help them, but you can't be their lifeline because Mm -hmm. then you're inflicting damage on yourself that way. Yeah, and potentially enabling them. them, which can hurt them in the long run too, which is really important. Yeah, you always have to take care of yourself first. It's like the whole yeah. philosophy of like an air mask in an airplane. Totally. Yep. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't help other people. Exactly. So. Yeah, and you want them yeah. to overcome too. You don't want them to, uh, you know, get stuck, I guess. Like they're never going to forget it. They're never going, it's never going to go away, but you want them to overcome that and live victoriously in life as well. And by being their lifeline only won't necessarily allow that. Yeah, exactly. And just to kind of bring it full circle back to part one of last week. And I know that we're probably getting close to an hour mark. So we might have to do a part three. We'll see. Cause I definitely <laughs> yeah. want to, I definitely want to hear you guys on this too. It's a lot of information. And I don't want to just spit yeah. so much of it, but like I said, just kind of connecting it back. It's super important to use your power as a bystander to intervene and prevent a sexual assault. Yeah, Everybody has the responsibility to step up and work towards ending gender, and sexual violence. And in fact, in 29% of reported sexual assaults, a third party was present, Hmm. which means that in one third of sexual assaults, someone could have potentially done something to help a survivor. Hmm. And if this is done, if this is a norm, perpetrators will not feel safe committing violence if they know that people are going to step up and intervene when they see it. Totally. So I'll reiterate from last week too that intervention doesn't mean directly getting involved by doing something like throwing a perpetrator off a victim like Brian last week. You said something about the preacher going and throwing the perpetrator off of this woman who was being assaulted. Yeah, which helped. I think and the, it was effective in that moment, but it doesn't have to be the only way. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely effective. It's just super important to not fall victim to the bystander effect. That's like the worst thing yeah. that can happen. Yeah. Because then the sexual assault continues. Some other ways you can diffuse the scene are by using a distraction to pause the situation, which we mentioned last week also. You can delegate intervention to someone else who maybe is more comfortable intervening. If you're more quiet and don't want to get very involved, but you still want to help, you can ask someone else who's around if they're more comfortable doing it, or you can directly intervene, like we also said. So most people take 
part in the distraction approach as they can interrupt the situation and stop the perpetrator's momentum, preventing the sexual assault from happening. And these methods have actually like shown progress and shown people that they're working because there have been fewer cases reported of sexual assault and there have been also increased statistics of intervention. Nice. So that's so intervention so, yeah. on the rise. Okay, good. Yeah, it is. Hopefully, I think a lot of people just don't know about the different types of it too. So as as long as we're spreading that information and that message, I think as long as people are getting educated, that's super powerful. Yeah. Okay, so I want to share just a quick, less serious example here because, you know, I don't know how many people have actually either experienced this or been around it, but I think every single person listening each one of us can definitely relate to the fact that we've all gone through a hard time in our life. Right? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's a classic example. And this is exactly, it relates hundred percent. The classic example is that, okay, I'm going through a hard time. I'm struggling. I really need the support of my friends and my family, but most people don't do anything. They don't say anything. And so I feel alone. I feel defeated. I feel like no one cares. And I can go down a pretty bad path because of what I just explained, right? Well, later you ask, why didn't you say anything? And everyone that didn't say anything has the same response. Well, I didn't know what to say and or didn't want to say the wrong thing. And so I said nothing. And I've heard that, by the way, from people in the past when I've gone through hard times. And what I have pretty much told people from here on out is that saying nothing is one of the worst possible things you can do when someone is going through a tough time. If you don't know what to say, or if you are afraid of saying the wrong thing, then just say, I don't know what to say. I really am at a loss for words, but I'm here for you. I have your back. Let me know what you need from me. I mean, please ask. Like, that's really all you need to say. So the same thing happens here is even if you're like, I don't know what to do. What if I do the wrong thing? Doing nothing actually can cause more harm than trying. And so it's so important to step up and intervene. Or if like you were saying, Natalie earlier, somebody comes to you and says, this happened to me. Listen, even if you don't know what to say, don't abandon that person. Don't say nothing. It's so, so, so important that of course you may not know what to do because you've never been through it. That's fine. But learn, ask them what they need, ask them to tell you what they need from you and then be willing. Obviously not as a lifeline as you explained, but you know, in a a proper sense. So I just wanted to say that because every one of us can really relate to that. Having gone through a hard time and having many people never say a word. Listen, support and believe. Exactly. The students, we'd have the students chant that until they couldn't, they had it drilled (laughs) into their brains. So everybody listen, support, believe. Yes. That's the most important thing. Just remember that and always make sure that the power is in the survivor's hands and not yours. Absolutely. Just because they come to talk to you and confide in you. It's always important that they remain in control of their situation and seek help when they're ready for it. Yeah. Well, I can imagine that is super important, Brian. I can imagine too, that, you know, survivors are going to feel, they're going to feel guilty, even though they're not. Or they're going to feel like, what if I get judged? Or, you know, what if somebody disowns me or whatever? There was a very interesting episode on Stargirl. And my gosh, if you're watching this show, you know what I'm talking about. But it was episode four with Wildcat. And it was the girl who goes back to what you even mentioned. Um, She's dating this guy. She thinks it's pretty serious. He's like, hey, send me a picture. Send me a picture. So she lifts her shirt, takes a picture, sends it. Well, of course, 
he's a douche. And so what does he do? He shares it with his friends. It gets around. And all of a sudden, one of the, you know, the, the horrible girls, you know, the mean girl kind of thing shares it with everybody's phone number. And so everybody's got this picture of her and she basically gets disowned essentially from her family. I mean, it's a, it's a very intense episode and I loved it. It's one of my favorite episodes of the season so far. Anyway, it's not even over yet, but that whole thing, it's like, this is so real. This happens more than you can imagine, whether it's specifically that situation, but the shaming, the guilt, right. the pain that people go through all the time. This stuff happens all the time. And I loved the episode because I was like, thank you for being willing to talk about this and also showing how she is going to start overcoming it. But what really pissed me off in that episode, oh my gosh, I was so mad, was she went to her family and asked for forgiveness. She said, I know that I posted this picture and I shouldn't have done this, but I don't deserve the treatment that I'm getting right now. And she's like, I've apologized. I want to be fine now kind of thing. Will you forgive me? And they didn't. And I was like, oh, I hate this. I was so mad for them. So angry. But I'm like, that's the kind of thing that can happen. And so people are afraid to speak up because they could be judged. But if we remember that, and I've said this before, I mean, we just talked about this last week in the show that value each person, regardless of what they've done or what's even happened to them. Can we do that? Can we at least strive to do that? If we can do that, then people will be less afraid to speak up and say, this happened to me. I need help. Yeah. Thanks for sharing advice, all this bro. stuff. Thank you for sharing all of this too, Caffeinatrix. This was really, really good stuff. Yeah, of course. No, I, I really like talking about this and spreading my knowledge. Yeah. I really like being educated on things like this, especially in a world where it happens so much. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what I can do to support the people who confide in me about some of the terrible things that they've been through. Yeah. I'll say it again, listen, believe and support. Totally. This is the thing about the real Brian show. And this is something that I do even in interviews. And I love this is that I never want to rush a discussion that is going well. And so even though we said, Hey, we're going to talk, you know, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. We also want to respect everyone's time and want to make sure that the, the episodes never go too terribly long. So we're going to share a little bit of music and we're going to wrap up and then, Caffeinatrix, you can come back next week again and we can focus more next week on like our TV show movie stuff because we have a ton of stuff we want to share. And I'm so excited about it. So we'll do that. We just get to keep putting the fun off. Like we get to have fun now and we get to, right, let me, that doesn't, that didn't okay. sound right. We get to extend the fun. Is this, the, we get to extend is the, this fun. the first time you've done a part three or even a part two? We've done part twos before, but it's very rare. We've never done a part three. So this will be okay. the first. You are good, good. I'm, now I'm officially a trendsetter. <laughs> wow. Okay. So. Wow. Maybe that should be my new name. Oh, instead of Catherine in the mirror. Trendsetter. Yeah. Actually, that, yeah. that does have a nice ring. Trendsetter. <laughs> or just call you like the trend. Oh, I like that too. Mm. It's called TS. TS. See? Well, you tell me TS what you think. TRBS. Oh, I love this. So would it be like <laughs> we put the TS and TRBS or... Oh, yeah. There you go. You can go back and forth between that, <laughs> Caffeinatrix, and Natalie. I like this. Well, here we go. We got a, a few songs, so I'll share a few really quickly. And then Caffeinatrix, A-I-E, Trendsetter, T-S, whatever, The Trend. <laughs> You've got a few to yeah. share as well. We will put these, by the way, in my Spotify list. It's called TRBS 2020. It's linked in the show notes, which will be at realbrianshow.com slash 238. So if you're a fan of music... And I know some of you are not. It's actually interesting. It's, it's very true. Some of you have said, I don't listen to music. Okay. But if you are a fan of music, Spotify is free, unless you want the paid version, but it's free. You can go in, check out 
the TRBS 2020 mix. That is all of the music that we have talked about on this show for the calendar year of 2020. I also have the 2019, et cetera. So check it out. All right. So I'm a fan of Woodkid. He's a genius composer is what I like to say. He has a very interesting voice. It's actually well-trained, but it's, it's one of those, like you listen to him and you kind of go, huh, that's a unique voice. You either like it or you don't, but he has some great stuff. And you know, some of his music's been featured in movies and TV shows and stuff like that's really, really cool. But um, a couple new songs called pale yellow and Goliath highly recommended. It's really good. And then I'm a fan of Roosevelt. His music is just like happy. You just feel good and you listen to his music. So it's a new song called sign. Another one here. It's very interesting by Sarah Reeves. I just, I love her voice and I love her style. It's called heart first. And then you remember this? Uh, I know captain, you probably remember this, but the Mongolian throat singers we talked about a while back. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good impression. <laughs> Thank you. So the, I who, practiced in the mirror, the, the name of the, uh, the band is called the who, by the way, H U. And they did a song for star Wars, Jedi fallen order, the video game. Oh, okay. So I've you, probably heard it then. You have, and I have absolutely no idea how to, properly pronounce this. So I'm going to butcher it is a uh, Sugan Asina. It's in a different language. So it could be like Smith Johnson. For all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that really was even fun. better. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, for you birthday massacre fans, which I know we have quite a few, actually a song called diamonds, which is not brand new, but it's just like, Hey, I found this on their latest album and I thought you might like this song. It's good. They've got good music. It's like a cross between like eighties, nineties, ethereal, modern. I, I don't know. It's cool, but yeah. all right. So, uh, TS the trend, what are yours? We're about a month into summer. And so because it's summertime, I really am loving me some feel good, sunny summer tunes. Yeah. So a few of them that I've been listening to on repeat are an older ones called New York Groove. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this one, but it's kind of a, I think it's from like the eighties or nineties. Okay. Maybe even before that, but it's it's got that feel good, sunny, groovy vibe to it. So it's New York Groove by Ace Freely. Freely, I don't know. How Ace Freely isn't yeah. he like one of the like wasn't he in a in a hair band in the eighties like like Poison or Kiss. yeah really okay Kiss was, oh, wow. was Ace and Kiss. <laughs> well, that's what the on Spotify if you look yeah. at this song that's he it, did that like song Kiss okay album. but yeah Interesting. I don't know if it's a cover yeah Ace Freely's and Kiss of another song like if if this is a cover of the original new york groove or whatever but this is the version i've been listening to yeah, another it looks like is, it's his song i don't know yeah I'll i don't know you'll have to go listen to it i like it cool um, another one is heavy california uh-huh. by jungle that one's just a vibe and then dear to me by electric guest which is just feels like you're in a sunflower patch something and you just want to dance. <laughs> Actually, if you if you That's want awesome. a recommendation, it sounds like singing sunflowers <laughs> to me. Like if you walk into a field of sunflowers and it's like the animated sunflower turns around and it has a face on it and, and it's, it's like, singing to you. That's that one. No, that was <laughs> That's the mice. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, Brian, the three exactly. the three blind mice, exactly. It's Heaven Falls. Heaven Falls. Flash. Okay. Fall on me yeah. by surfaces. Okay. I just found the song. I'm going to put it in the list right now. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's, so it's it like sounds sunflowers. like a patch of singing sunflowers. And <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm serious. Oh You'll have to report back next week because the, I'm the curious mental, if you think the same thing. The mental picture right now is just hilarious right now. So th- this is great. 
Like I'm literally, they're in sync, like kind of waving back and forth and they've got these ridiculous smiles and no eyes, yes. no eyes at all. And they're just, they're singing. It's like mouths with no yeah. eyes. It's a little bit more probably harmony. Okay, well, There's probably the, more harmony in the actual song that but, you're picturing. Even though if it's a patch of sunflowers, they're all harmonizing right now. It's I don't even know the song, sight. but I'm having a it's great a beautiful, moment. Beautiful <laughs> sounds, beautiful visual sights. Yeah, you'll okay, have to report okay. back. I will. This is funny. I, I'm so happy right now. All right. Have it. <laughs> like a sunflower. <laughs> I yes. love it. Well, sunflowers are nice. And we actually in the, wouldn't say fall, it's like late summer. We start to have some giant sunflowers here that are just amazing. They can grow up to be like, you know, nine feet tall. They're massive. Yes. So cool. Oh, I love it. Okay. Thank you. Showing off. Awesome. I am. No, the sunflowers that grow nine feet tall, they're totally showing off. Oh, I know. They're like peacocking. It's like, dude, look at me. I'm like hanging over a barbed wire fence. Actually, a friend of mine took a really cool picture of some of those giant sunflowers and I used them on the cover of my first and only album of music that I composed. Oh, neat. Yeah, I know. And I never actually released it officially. So here I have all this music, piano music that I've composed and um, nobody has it. You should somehow get it onto Spotify and put it on your list. I should actually, because I, I got to figure out a way to get it actually like officially published and copyrighted first. So maybe I'll do that. But yeah, then you, you guys can actually get listen. To Brian. I, yeah, it's a it's a process. <laughs> but yes, and you, you know how like Miss Ice is working on her book? You know that process? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, well, I, I bet I could do something easier. But anyway, it would need to be re-recorded because it was done in not the best quality. So, well, you have to do it now to set it on the air. I <laughs> I know. Well, I have. You can't just keep that a secret forever now. <laughs> well, because you guys are in the inner circle, I can send you a copy of the poorly recorded versions, and that way you can at least get a feel for oh what the gosh, songs sound like. Oh my gosh, that's even better. Yeah, you'll get that's like the. That's all I want is the un- poorly recorded version. Yeah, it's the best. And then when I actually get a chance to record it in a way that sounds like, oh wow, this sounds like a real Steinway nine foot grand piano or a Bosendorfer or whatever, then all of a sudden you're going to be like, ooh. But in the meantime, you get the the poor version. But that's okay. All right. Awesome. Works for me. So much music right there. And of course, you're not going to remember it all. So please go to the Spotify list, the TRBS 2020. It's right there. All this stuff is going to be what you do, by the way, if you've never used Spotify before, because I know a lot, so a lot of people have been like, I don't know how to use Spotify. When you click on the list, you can actually, there's a thing up there where it has like a little calendar looking icon. And if you click on that, it will show the most recently added songs at the top. And that way you'll understand like, oh, those are the ones they talked about. I'm just throwing that out. Some of you are anti Spotify, and I just I I I, oh my I gosh. loathe the. I agree. With I'm just you. kidding. No, I, love I agree. It. What you don't you don't like Spotify? No, no, I agree with what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> that's like kidding. Nico has Apple Music, and he always uh, he gives me crap because I use Spotify, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It's way better. You know what though? <laughs> it's all preference because Lord Thunder and I have this exact conversation, and it's so funny. He's like, I hate Spotify. I love Apple Music, and we joke around a lot. I don't hate Apple Music. I definitely, though, I grew up with Spotify in the sense of that I was a beta tester for the US and I love it. And it's so exciting. And the paid version is not that expensive and you get everything you, it's fine. But if you're using the free version and there's ads popping up all the time, I can get how that can be totally frustrating. So I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's our catchphrase next week is yeah. 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 I didn't have one this week. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you so much again for joining us today. This was so much fun. And thank you, Caffeinatrix, for everything you shared. And thank you, Captain Influence, of course, as well. We have something, well, you know. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. 
I mix cream of wheat with malto meal, will something amazing happen? That might just be the key to unlocking the mysteries of the universe. You know what the music means. I'm, I'm gonna, hungry now. I'm going to try that because i got to discover the secret to the universe. I thought 42 is a secret, but apparently this I just is. It might. It oh, might. oh, it might be. Okay, well, thank you again. All right, show notes, realbryanshow.com slash 238 if you would like to get all the information. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have a glorious week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.